Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about indecision, being indecisive, aka living in fear and feelings. Are we sure this is what we're talking about today? I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't really know where we're at. Yeah, uh, basically. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, why you basically, why you self-sabotage? 100%. Yes. And, you know, this is not really like a quote-unquote big topic that people are like, oh, hey, you know, like this is my problem. But truthfully, it's underlying and it's not something that's recognized, but it will be a topic that hits you right in the gut. It's going to be a great gut check for you, just a self-check and, you know, like, is this something that goes on within you and how does it impact your life truthfully? Yeah, like most topics we get, it's, you know, and when it comes to people like, what, what do we do with communication? What do we do with, you know, intimacy? What do we do with infidelity? Like those type of topics, those are really common especially communication oh yeah and and you know affair and infidelity stuff like that but when it comes to stuff like this it's not so much of a big like request but <laughs> it's a big deal that's for sure has massive impact in all areas of your life for sure yeah so here's the thing like if you're expecting us to hold back and sugarcoat things right that's not us we don't support people being victims then like at all this episode is not for people that you know that, that want to be like that. Mm-mm. Like, and to be frank with, with people, like we're be frank with you, like we're not, we're not that type of person. So honestly, this podcast isn't for you. We're not for you. <laughs> like if that's what you want to do, we don't support victimhood. We support overcoming it. Cause that's the, that's the only nobility in it, but victimhood. No, we don't and support it. <laughs> we're not just for faith talkers either. Talk is cheap. We're for faith walkers. It takes courage and actually like, you know, pushing out of comfort zones to be a faith walker. So the people that take the leap, even though they're afraid, basically, is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not cowards, but they're courageous. They're, they're afraid, but they do it anyways. Huge, right? huge, 
huge aspects there. Not just when they're comfortable. They do it anyways, right? So we're going to be talking about a number of different topics here. We're going to talk about what is indecision and procrastination. Why does it happen? You know, where does it come from? The effects and cost of indecision and how to overcome it. So what is indecision and procrastination? You know, and very basic, it's the action of delaying or postponing something, you know, and honestly, it's like the refusal to accept any standard short of perfection to take all or almost all of the risk out of making a decision. Basically, it turns out that it's really just taking out the need for faith out of decisions. Mm. So that's a, that probably was a gut punch, Um, but it's okay. You you, You need it. It's okay. You need you need yeah. gut punches sometimes when it comes to this stuff. So, the truth, the truth, the real truth, hundred percent the truth, right? You can't handle the truth, but we're going to tell you it anyways. Is that the truth is is that the core of procrastination and indecision is one hundred percent nothing but fear. Yes, and it's it's one of those. Oh, is it really? I don't think it is. It is, but it is. It's in. Yeah. It is. You're you're you're. Um, you're being indecisive with your decisions right now, actually. So the the thing is with it's it's fear. So the the mindset brings this mindset right here brings stress and can only lead to discontent and frustration. And perfectionism slash indecision often involves raising the bar for basically absurd heights that require really no faith and basically in striving for our own efforts to to something that only God can be do be perfect. Only God can be perfect. We're not meant to be perfect. Not at all. We are not meant to be perfect at all. And it's a standard we cannot hit, you know. And just to break this down for you real, like in a really, really simple illustration here. Um, one of my favorite, it's not my favorite. It's actually one of my most annoying pet peeves of deciding where to eat. You know, it's like when you ask like a whole group of people, like, where do you want to go eat? And the, the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Really? why no one wants to make a decision is because they don't want to be responsible for picking something and it turning out bad or someone not being happy or, you know, it's, it's still at the root of even something so simplistic. It's fear, fear of failing, fear at letting other people down or being judged at the place that they choose. And then, you know, they're being talk about it. And, you know, there are, there's people in my family like this and I have this talk with them and they know who they are. But at the end of the day, it's fear on even such a simplistic decision of what do you want to eat? Yeah, it's like, it's literally caring about what other people think more than mm-hmm. your own, what you want and your own decisions. And it's not like you should always put, you know, as far as like uh, decisions, it's not, it's not like you should, it's not like you're trying to be selfish is what I'm saying. Like it, it's basically comes from a place of just fear and I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to be, you know, in, in a place where basically I'm, I'm being uh, conscripted or like mislabeled as I don't matter or unimportant basically is what we're saying. So where does this come from? Well, it comes from a place of social programming. So parents, siblings, school, childhood, all these different things. Absolutely. And, and so this is where the, all of that indecision comes from. And it starts really, really early on. I can't tell you how many people we talk to and it starts before they're even 10, right? And all of these things were programmed in this aspect. And it could be from, you know, your parents just expecting you to always do better. Like, oh, okay, like that was good, but like you could do better. 
you know, nothing was ever enough, like just never being able to hit that bar of achievement or just, you know, not being able to catch their attention or just trying to do more and more and more and just being overlooked all the time. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. It, it, it's, it comes from a lot of different things in a lot of different areas. You know, it, it, it could be events like mine, like when I was in third grade and not being, you know, done with my work at several different points. Like I was never the smart, AKA smart kid according to world standards and, you know, grades and all that crap. Um, and I was being made fun of and having bullies and I had a disability and all those different things. And I was, you know, I went through nine years of no success straight in, you know, business and different things, but a lot of these can develop beliefs. Absolutely. And what I think is very interesting is how Tommy and I are very drastic in this area. So whereas when he was in child, like in third grade, you know, he was the one who was more of struggling. And I was the one who, if I got a B, it was like, oh, you got a B? Like it was because I, I had started to make great grades and throughout like my school throughout high school and even into college, like that was a reputation that I had of being like excelling. And so if I got something less than like a phenomenal grade, it was like, oh, and so like I had to be perfect. Otherwise, you know, I had those people like, oh, at me. And it just like flooded me with all of these different beliefs. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, I was excited to get a C. Um, but, but, <laughs> and I cried if I got a B. <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't that kid in class that was like, all right, I got an A. Like, no. If I got an A, it was like, really? I got an A? That has to be a mistake. Where he <laughs> sat behind me in class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, or then, I, then I wasn't really you know, surprised because she got an A's. Um, but there's different areas that this, this can come up in. Procrastination, indecision, mm-hmm. fear, basically. And it's relationships. Yes, that that's that's huge. It comes up in all relationships, you know, especially in marriage. This is, you know, oh, do I talk to him? Do I not talk to him? Do I do I be honest? Do I not? Do I let him know? Like, do like what it and it just so many different things of, you know, do I even have those hard talks? Like, do I even share my goals and vision? There's so many different aspects that that comes up in. Yeah, it's a lot of just a lot of fear. Like, do we work on this? Do we not? Like, is now the right time to work on this? Is it not? Yeah, uh, yeah. Now is the right time to always work on it. So, like yes. when it yeah, when it comes, like people wait, and this is like one of the biggest areas that like people come to us. So, like they come to us when like things are at the end of the rope. I can't stand that. Right, most like, people. Uh, I wouldn't say all people, but ninety nine percent of the people that come to us are at the end of their rope, and it's like why why did you wait so long? Why did you wait till the end of your rope till they were ready to be divorced? Right, like there. That's the. <laughs> Like that, that's procrastination, fear, right? It's, it's, it's pride too. Don't get me wrong, but, but there's also procrastination fear there. Uh, Hobbies is another one though, too. Like hobbies is one of those areas that people oftentimes, especially people that like are people pleasers, they don't ever do anything for themselves ever hardly. And what happens is, is they, if they like if I tell them like, hey, you need to do hobbies, you need to do something like I'm not. That's not only form of self care. Just like the gym is an only form of self care. I'm talking about like emotional self care here too. But when it comes to hobbies, like they don't they don't do anything. Like they just and then if they try to do it, they feel guilty about doing it, or they just like they're just like oh, I don't really know. It takes so much effort, energy, right? Like, oh yeah, it's and, an indecisiveness. Like I don't know what I want. Yeah, and that happens a lot. For, I'm not gonna lie. Like a lot of women that that happens to that I talked to, especially just because. Like they put themselves last all the time in that aspect. 
Um, but friends is another area where procrastination and indecision comes up. You know, that procrastination to make new friends or to make good friends or that indecision of like, oh, do I let these friends go? Or, you know, but then it's like that, it truthfully, it's that fear of like, oh, well, if I, you know, level up my friends, then, you know, I might hurt someone's feelings or then I might be alone or, you know, but I've had this friend for so long and, you know, and it's just all of these different fears, but it comes up with friends too. And so what happens, you either end up with no friends or a group of friends that are terrible for you and bringing you down, or, you know, you just don't invest the, the time into the good friends who you truly need in your network to like be pouring into you and just have that true friendship that's value adding to the both of you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also business and work. Now this can go both ways. People don't procrastinate on this, meaning they pour them all, all their selves into it and nothing don't else. Um, I've been guilty of that. I could work 18 hour days easy if I wanted to, but I don't do that anymore. Um, this is one of those things that though, oftentimes people will procrastinate on starting a business. I'll never be good at it. All this other stuff. Uh, people will procrastinate on um, switching careers you know, changing, changing environments, you know, that they, they don't like hate their job, but then they don't do anything about it. And at the root of that is fear. Fear. I'm, you know, well, what if I don't get another job? Or what if I don't like that job too? Or what if I make less? Or what if, what if, what if, what if is really at the root of all of that, which is fear. Yeah. Especially like being an entrepreneur and stuff like that. I've had people and clients come to me and be like, you know, how do you, how do you do it? Like, how do you start a business? And I'm like, you know, but then, when you really start talking to it boils down to fear in it, because what they end up doing is they actually end up procrastinating because they don't think they'll be able to succeed or they think that if they do succeed, they won't be able to handle it, the success, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, it's, it's one of those things where having faith is, is not making sure all of the boxes and all the safety items are checked. Being an entrepreneur is jumping off the cliff and building the airplane on the way down. <laughs> that's that's what it is. You you can't, can't live in you, fear. It, it's not it's not school programs these things. It's not like it's in school and college and all this crap. Like you go to college and school, then you, you you study and you take the test and then you then you get like a good grade. Entrepreneurism? No, that doesn't happen like that. You you take the test, like and then you learn, <laughs> and then you figure out if you got a good grade. Like it's not it's other way around. So most certainly fear, you can't let fear be in your like core there as an entrepreneur. Another area is like kids, right? Kids, you know, there, there's a lot of fear and procrastination here. I can't tell you how many parents who don't have real conversations with their kids, you know, just out of different fears, you know, whether it's having conversations that they need to be the ones to have, I mean, you know, or whether it be like disciplining or setting boundaries (laughs) boundaries for one, a fear of like hurting their kids' feelings or, you know, not being like the coolest parent ever. Kids need boundaries. Kids need consequences. It's part of being a healthy individual. They have to learn and better to learn from you. There's so many different aspects that fear and procrastination come in with kids. And that's a a huge aspect there. Yeah, And also putting kids, 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 what they want over the other, over the spouse. Um, that's not cool. Oh. Right. Like it, it's, it's, it's God, then you in a self-care way, then your spouse and so on and so forth. Not, not the other way around. Um, money is another thing. Mm-hmm. Finances and marriage, all that stuff. That's a big issue. Oh yeah. You know, it, it's not, not doing things you should be doing management, not t- having, having the conversations you need to have about it. But really, honestly, you can't really have the conversations about money 
um, in finances in your marriage because it's one of those things, if you're not healthy everywhere else, that's not going to be an easy fix. So <laughs> it, it's, it is an easy, super easy fix. If you have all the right foundations, you're healthy everywhere else. The money in finances and marriage, financial issues is a surface level issue. Um, now investments is a different thing. So like investments, like people invest into um, stocks and trade and bonds and like they invest into the, you know, into real estate, whatever it is, you know, coaching programs like us for their marriage um, or for them own self-development, whatever it is, right? People are super indecisive. Like they'll spend money, like hundreds of thousands of dollars on college and they don't, they don't blink an eye, but then when they say they're investing into something else, people lose their minds like, <laughs> like oh. the Joker. Right. Uh, but like people lose their minds and like, honestly, um, it's, it's a, it's a misorder of priorities and fear, right? You should be able to invest into yourself, yourself. One of the, the best, like investing into like different things, like that give an ROI, like stock market, real estate, like don't get me wrong. Real estate gives a great ROI return on investment. That's what that means. But you and your marriage, that will give a hundred percent return on investment. That's what you need to invest into. And, and you can't, you can't ever go wrong with you. You can't ever go wrong with investing into you. Um, that will always give a hundred percent ROI as long as you implement. So like investments is one of those things, like don't be afraid to invest in yourself. Uh, procrastination with that. The time is now. hundred percent. And I see this all the time, and especially with those who, you know, don't have like very low self-worth. That's one of the worst things is like when they, when someone has low self-worth, they, they don't believe in investing in themselves. So they're like, I don't, I'm not worth it. And it's one of the saddest things because what they need the most is in investing into themselves, but they're their own enemy there. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, the time, it's just not the right time. I'm just not comfortable. I'm just not ready. Blah, 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 blah. You need to think about it, whatever it is. No, you don't need to think about it. In fact, maybe I need to pray about it. No, most of the time you don't need to pray about like invest into your marriage ever. God is always for marriage. <laughs> you don't decide one day I'm for marriage and one day I'm not. No, he's for your marriage. There's some things you don't need to pray about. If it makes sense and aligns your values or principles, go for it. Another one is experiences though. This one's big. A lot of people actually, you know, they just don't have experiences. I can't tell you how many people we talk to just, just in all sorts of realms of life. And they're just like, they don't do, they don't have experiences. There's so many people who do the same thing all the time. Don't, get out of their comfort zone they're in their routines and that's just what they do you know and at the end of the day like there's just so many different aspects that you know fear is holding them back in living this life and procrastination of oh we'll, we'll do that one day well when day one day when are when everything aligns we'll we'll have those experiences or when the timing is perfect and then no, no you won't <laughs> like uh it, that was you're talking about like over 10 years ago like planning you know then 20 years and you know, next thing you know, it's 30 years. And so it and then you're happen. dead. <laughs> but you were re the reality is you were dead before you even made the decision years ago. When you, you contemplated have to on live it. life is the thing. Yep. You may not be buried yet, but you were dead. Um, another thing is daily habits and routines. This is a big one. People people self-sabotage here. Like they self-sabotage on daily habits and routines. And the thing is, when it boils down to this, it's more of not what you're doing and not how you're doing it, it's not even the reason why. It's because you have deep-rooted beliefs that keep self-sabotaging. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
right? You, you cannot change who you are on a surface level with habit and routine until you change the deeper rooted beliefs. It will not work. You can tread water as long as you want, but eventually you're going to sink. So another one is big decisions, making big decisions and small decisions. Those are those are two different topics, but big decisions, mm-hmm. small decisions, but really the small decisions is what matter more than the big decisions because you're like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, because here's the thing. Um, in small decisions, if you can't make effective small decisions on a daily basis and stack wins throughout the day, what makes you think that you're going to actually be able to make big decisions when they come up? You don't. <laughs> like no. you procrastinate in fear and you like, I need to think about it. Like, no, like big decisions, like, no, like you need to, you need to learn how to make effective decisions. Colin Powell rule, 40, 50, 70 rule. Do you have 40% of the information that you don't have enough? Do you have 50% of the information? You have plenty enough, way more than enough. Um, do you have 70% of the information? You've waited way, way too freaking long. And I can't tell you how many people we talk to and they want 100% of the information. That's retarded. 100% of the information. That's not even possible. Like, it's not possible to have 100% of the information on anything, you know? And just because there's 99.9. It's no, right? Like, and so at the end, and even to that, it's like they want all the information because they don't want to make a mistake, right? Fear. You want all of the information, not because you don't want to make a mistake. It's because you don't want to have faith. You don't have real faith. Your faith sucks. Your faith strength sucks. That's that's what it is. You don't have faith. You don't want to have faith. You just want to rely on your own strength and your own resiliency, and you don't want to have faith in God. You just want to. You just want to take all of the say, all of the uh, fear, and all of the uh, you know uncertainty out of it before you make any decisions. Well, that's not living by yes and amen. That's not living by yes and whatever's next, God. That's not living by like being like, hey, I trust you, God, unconditionally. Right. <laughs> that's living by fear. <laughs> Yeah. Being a faith talker, not a faith walker. You say you have faith, but you really don't. Uh, it's so true. So, you know, all of these things that we've been talking about, like the transitions into beliefs and these beliefs are what run your life, right? And uh, so many different common beliefs, you know, a couple big ones are, you know, I'll never arrive. I just have to just keep working and more and more and more. I'll never arrive. Yep. You know, I'll, I'll never be good enough. I can't even tell you. I think this is one of the most common ones of people run around with this belief of I'll just never be good enough. No matter what I'll do, it's not good enough. Uh, some other ones are I have to prove everyone wrong. I'll be forgotten. I'm broken and defective. I'll always screw it up. I have to earn my grace. I won't be significant unless I arrive. You know, I'm just stuck in life and I'll always fail. So why try? Yeah. I need to, I need external, you know, pressure because I'm drained. Oh, another good one is like, I have to prove I'm better to be accepted and seen I'm as significant. Yeah. I'll be average if I'm not perfect. Oh, another really good one is if I'm not perfect, people will see me, uh, see that I'm a failure. Yeah. These are all very strong beliefs, but when it comes down to it, there's something we develop for our clients. So you get a little sneak peek here. But this is called the cycle of perfect. So it starts, it's like a circle, right? It's like a circle, circle of life, like a ring, like a circle, right? Um, but like, it's like, anyways, you get the reference. But um, it starts with high demands, all or nothing. Then it goes to, remember, this is a circle. Then it goes to fear of failure. Then it goes to procrastination, which is fear. Then it, more fear. Then it goes to self-criticism. Then it goes to anxiety and depression. Then it goes to loss of confidence or burnout. 
Oh, yeah. Then it goes to greater fear of failure. Then it goes to quit, either quit, win, or fail. Either way, you have an ingrained belief of, you know, if they do, if they do win, they're not really ever really celebrating it. No, and, and I, this, this is an, a quick example with that aspect of, you know, even like the perfect people, they'll do something and they will like nail it. It'll be phenomenal. And they're like, yeah, I should have done it better. Should have done it faster. I yep. could have done this. Could have done that. So even winning sucks and the, you don't really win. Yeah, and when she says perfect people, there's not really perfect people. She means like the perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last one here is try again. I feel the spark or regain motivation. And then another high demands all or nothing. And then there's just cycles and cycles and cycles and cycles. The way you get out of that loop is to actually set the proper standards and values and become a healthy individual, but then actually implement things the right way when it comes down to, you know, making sure that you're not living in fear, fear of what other people think. Mm -hmm. Fear of, you know, all these different things. But these things have an effect on you. So uh, there's effects and cost of indecision. Like Wait, you, you there's think, a cost? Yes, there's yes. Just because, so like people think that, oh, so there's not risk or cost with if I don't make a decision. No, there's way more cost to it than if you made the decision in the first place. Because if you made the decision, you made a wrong decision. Course like, correct. Course correct. Learn. You grow. Indecision, you don't learn, you don't grow. There's a lot. Nothing there's a lot more. Changes, we're we're going to elaborate on. Yeah, we're going to elaborate on this though. Yeah, absolutely. And so one of the one of the big ones that you know that that there's a cost of is energy, your energy, right? So like there is a massive drain on energy. So many people who run around with you know indecision, and it's just that they just are fatigued. Mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, you end up being stuck in a mental place and have a mindset of, you know, I'll just never hit the bar. I'll never reach success no matter what. So, you know, you just end up like drained and exhausted because it's almost like, you know, oh, what's the point of trying? It's just never going to work. But then and that goes back into that loop. We'll put some effort, but then oh, it's just never going to be good enough. Yeah. Another one is it cost your relationships. Yeah. <laughs> your marriage indecision and not working on your marriage the right way well you're gonna get what you you have coming a divorce <laughs> you're gonna, it's just what's gonna happen right so like you know if you don't work on your marriage and build all the right foundations like we talk about with our clients it it's inevitable and honestly most people here's the thing they're set up from the fail from the very beginning without all their proper foundations they just don't know it but at no fault to their own, like it's just our society doesn't teach these things. No. And so that's why we do make you aware so that you can choose different options. Yep. Another one is burnout risk. Yep. Burnout, which kind of goes back into the, the mental place where you're just kind of like, oh, I don't even have energy to try. Like I'm so drained. Right. And, you know, all of the like. The, the, all of these are so big, you know, and you also end up when the cost of this is, you know, you end up so distracted by worries all the time and all the things that you wish you would have, could have, should have done. And like in this, you know, I don't know. And, and then not actually taking action. You're like, well, what if I would have that all of these worries and distractions where you're actually not present. I, so many people walk around like zombies that like lost in their head of, you know, regret of the past and worry about the future that they're not present. Like they, they are not even enjoying their, their life. They're not enjoying their kids or their family, you know, and just not in the moment. It's like their body's there, but their mind's not. They're dead. It's just 
they're dead physically, um, not physically, but mentally and spiritually. Um, opportunity costs, like we already talked about marriage, but kids and life and promotions, like all these different things, is it costs you everything. Yeah. Um, we, we, had, we had a client um, recently, he's not even done with the program yet, you know who you are. Um, I know he listens to this, but, uh, he said I've, he was in the, he's like in week five, I think, but he said, um, I've lived more in five weeks than I have in five years with you guys, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, people don't live. They don't, they don't live. <laughs> and you know, so these opportunity costs, they cost you so many different things like that. So, you know, people are like always like, well, I wish I would have got a promotion or, you know, wish I could have done or wanted to go and all of those things that they wanted or saying they're wishing and, but their indecision, their fears, that's what's holding them back. And those, you know, there's so many ripple effects to all of these decisions ripple effects right like not having more money not being able to have more time off not being able to be more present with your kids and actually enjoy things there's so much more that it costs you and you know another thing it costs you is feeling just like not good enough like right just all the time whether you win or or not just living constantly in that where you're beating yourself up of like like I'm not good enough and most people end up walking around just like I suck I should have done better I should have known better like uh like it's constantly no, you don't recognize your progress either. Like you just stay in a stagnant state of like, I'm never good enough. You have a hard time moving, moving on, letting go and getting over mistakes that you make. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and other people make too, you know, there's self-criticism over the slightest missteps. And that people beat themselves up a lot. And that's where you're like laying in bed, can't sleep, just beating yourself up over and over and over again. Like, oh, this, this, this. Yeah, it, you make mistakes in life. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, like people also get food poisoning. Does that mean you never eat again? Like, you're going to make mistakes, right? It's just what it is, but you learn from them. You know, maybe even stay down there for a little bit and learn what down feels like just for a second, not long, and then move back up and learn and grow. Like, even in bad decisions, you can still learn a lot. Like, for example, like, we've hired bad coaches, I've had bad experiences. We both have. We've wasted thousands and thousands of fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars on different coaches at one time. And like it was just a waste of money. Honestly. But we learned a lot. We learned a lot because it wasn't really the waste of money at the end of the day. We still learned. We mm-hmm. learned what not to get, what not to have. We learned like that we, we did take things away from it. But yeah, I mean it's you can always make course corrections. Absolutely. You know, and another area that it costs so many people is, you know, just and they live in this comparison of just constantly comparing themselves to others, just beating themselves up and just in this comparison. And, well, I have to earn my grace. Well, I have to do more. I have to I have to, to, to do more and this and that. And I can't also another area is I can't tell you how many people that actually don't know how to take time from themselves and just relax right? Like they're not able to just because of like their indecision and their, their fear and all of these things that are like riddling them where they just have to constantly be on the go because of these things. They just have to, I have to earn my grace. I have to continue to do more. I'm never doing a good enough. I just have to prove it. And so therefore they're not even able to relax. They're literally running in the state of like, like, um, fight or flight. Like that's all they're, they're just pushing and exhausting themselves in all ways because of these things. Yeah. They have high anxiety, never have peace. They're never present in the moment, really. 
never enjoy really vacations. Uh, <laughs> they always feel like they're, they have to arrive, right? Yeah, and their their relationship with God's typically messed up as well. You know, the, so common is to have their relationship, you know, messed up where they're, you know, they're not having a relationship with God or they're just mad at God or they just, you know, have cut him out or just like, oh, well, I mean, he's kind of there. You know, there's a huge aspect yeah. there as well. It's also a messed up measuring stick, meaning that they end up like putting God in this like dictator position. And then they also measure their life by the wrong measuring stick and other people's standards versus like what it should be measured, measured with the right mm-hmm. standards. Uh, they also seek approval from others, which is what I was talking about there. They always feel less than less than or worthless. And yeah, that's a big one. They feel broken and defective a lot of the times, right? Mm-hmm. This is a side. These are side effects. This is this is what it costs you of indecision. Like, and honestly, there's and, a and there's so much more too that it, the ripple effect. By the way, yeah, it's basically living in fear versus faith. But a lot of these things, like this, this affects all areas of your life. Like, you're. Your, you, your fear is being average, but you're going to live an average life living in this way. Like the, the cost of doing something is great. You know, it can be depending on what the greatness is that you're trying to obtain. But the cost of doing nothing and indecision and indecision is f- far. It's your life. It's your legacy. It's your impact. It's, it's your perception and the way that your kids live their lives from then on out. It's everything. Absolutely. It's so big, you know, and so how do you overcome this? Cause this is, this is, we, we want you to be able to actually overcome indecision for sure. Yeah. First thing is take massive, massive, massive action. All right. You ever seen that movie? Yes, man. What I, I love yes, man. Yeah. It obviously don't say yes to everything that you come across. Cause you know, if a, yeah, hooker, if a hooker comes up into you and says, would you like to do something? That's, that's a big no, hard pass. Um, t- you know, aligns your core values and principles, obviously. So take massive action as long as it aligns your core values and principles, you know. And here's the thing. Like, it will never be the right time. Life's always happening here. Always. You know, and this is where it, it drives me crazy when people are like, oh, well, it's not the right time. It never is the right time. Things aren't convenient. So first of all, you know, the enemy attacks identity first and then also marriage. Why? Because marriage doesn't just impact one person, but it impacts generations upon generations. So if the enemy gets to destroy your marriage and you allow that to happen, guess what? He wins on a massive scale, impacting generations upon generations. You know, your kids are not resilient, you know. At all. And and divorce has massive impacts on kids, right? So all of these aspects here, you know, this is why like, it's not going to be the right time. There's always going to be something happening. Life is happening. Life happens to Tommy and I as well. You know, we deal with, with loss, with kids issues, like with school issues, like things going on in the world, like threats at school and all of these different things. And, you know, we have car, like we have life, everyone has life. So just because someone's sick or, you know, there's a job promotion or someone's out of town or all of these things, it won't ever be a perfect time. Yeah. It's like the analogy I think of, I just kind of popped in my head, but it's like, um, 
that movie in the army now i'll just use a reference but the guy's like he's like i can't do this he's like i'm getting he's trying to get off the bus to like go into the military and boot camp and he's like he's holding on to the bus pole and he's like i can't do this i just can't do it i can't handle it i can't handle it i can't handle being yelled at like all these different things whatever that's the way i picture like people holding on to their comfort it's like the comfort pole they just like hold on to like i can't do this i can't take it i can't make this i can't do blah, 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 right no <laughs> get over that you can right? you can do it you know and Honestly, the crazy thing is, is when you have that much life happening, what would be more, more beneficial? So one staying in your anxiety written, overwhelmed, confused state where your mind's like a bunch of open browser screens and you can't make a decision and you're all over the place and you're emotional, you're mentally stable and you're just like, oh, all the time or handling all of these life's events where you're in control of your emotions, where you're in a clear mental state, where you're able to make effective decisions, where you do have control over yourself. Mm. one most certainly sounds easier than me (laughs) yeah god doesn't check your comfort zone he doesn't check different things like that he doesn't check your bank account he checks your faith account Mm -hmm. checks your faith account he doesn't care about that other stuff like because he can do anything he checks your faith account you know there's been so many instances where people in the bible like feeding the five thousand, look at the fish right god can provide in a lot of different ways not just money but every way like so imagine you know the, the image of you sucks right now. You make decisions out of fear and feelings and not principles and faith. So if you want to, you, you, you have to, if you want to make effective decisions, you have to make effective decisions. Like what, what if you fail though? Right. Oh, so it's people will judge me. Right. You know, you know what I think about, you know what I think if people reject me, they lost and I'll send them a sympathy card because they lost. They don't get me. Right. Uh, and on, this is something that I had struggled with in the past massively about people pleasing and people judging me and, and not liking me. That was a huge thing. So one, if I can overcome that, anyone can. There's hope for anyone. And two, it's just a completely different piece being in this aspect of, you know, I don't care if you don't like me and or if you judge me and just I'm in a completely different space and I just cannot explain with words the amount of peace and clarity that I have now compared to where I was. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Like, people are going to judge you anyways. You may as well just go ahead and do what you should do that aligns your principles and values. Right? Mm-hmm. Life's going to suck anyways. Well, it's earth. that You're going to have problems that come up. Now, it doesn't have to suck 100%, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt. Like, there's going to be waves that come. So you may as well just do what you need to do anyways. Yeah, right. take care of you because you're not going to escape judgment. No, not at all. So the, understand this. Messy action beats perfect every day of the week and success loves speed. The faster you fail, the faster you course correct, the faster you can succeed. It's that simple. You spend time creating all these different things and problems and scenarios and what ifs in your mind. I'll be miles, miles, hundreds of miles ahead of you. Um, just like you could be, though. I'm nothing mm-hmm. special. You could be someone, you, and God doesn't have favorites, you know? So you can do it too. Like, and here's the thing. Like, we didn't save our marriage for us because we wanted to. It's because we fought for it. We it, gave it, <laughs> we, 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 it was not comfortable. Not it wasn't comfortable. comfortable for me. I'm just not ready. <laughs> like, not, like, no, it wasn't comfortable for us. I went through a lot of disappointment and anger, and I did not trust her whatsoever. I was, there was just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment for each of us. Absolutely. I know that you're, 
Um, it's so funny to, to go through this now, but cause you know, there was like, we are in a completely different space now, but at that time, like we, when we were reconciling, I still did not like him. In fact, like, you know, there was a lot of different things that had come up that we had to work through, you know, but we, we wanted to, you know, we wanted to win. We wanted to put in everything. We didn't want to just, you know, like, oh, well, what's comfortable? Like, you know, or what's convenient? It was not convenient to fix our marriage. Let me just be honest there. It, it, there was hard times and there was work that we had to put in and had to get out of our comfort zone massively, right? Having conversations and having to do the work and just, there were so many different aspects that went into it. And it wasn't just because like, oh, like, hey, like, and let's do this. Uh, convenience is the convenience and comfortability is the enemy of faith and blessings. You will not get the blessings. There's not one time in the Bible that it required, that it didn't require step of faith and actions before the blessing came about by Jesus in any story. So here's the thing. Screw the devil, right? We had that mindset. We will continue daily on a, we continue on a daily basis to remind him that, that he screwed with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. We remind him daily that by saving hundreds and hundreds of marriages and families around the world and bringing them closer to God too. So it's a war that you have to wage. It's not like, oh, I want to do an uncomfortable. No, like declare war. You have to fight for what you want. We wanted to fight for our family. We wanted to teach our kids not, not to ever give up. We want to teach ride or die. We, had a, we didn't have a plan B. We wanted to look in the mirror and be happy with the person in the mirror, knowing that we gave everything we had and more. We decided not to quit. We wanted to be proud of us as individuals too. Mm, absolutely. And so just know that it doesn't just like happen. It, you know, there was a lot of fears. We had to face those fears, you know, going through all of the uh, emotional, like, you know, there was not safety in our marriage. There wasn't trust, you know, there wasn't communication. There wasn't uh, all of those things. And so was it, was it comfortable? Was there, yeah, no, like there, it wasn't comfortable. And we, yes, we had to push the past a ton of fears. You know, there was so many different fears that came up, but you know, we decided to take that action. And so you have to be able to take action and face those fears and actually make decisions and stick to your decisions that align with your values and principles and not just be like, oh, well, I don't know. Or what do I feel today? Like, no, there was lots of days where I still woke up and I just didn't like Tommy. Yeah, so <laughs> how you become the person that you want to be is by consistently facing the things you don't want to face. If you can if you constantly run away from the things you don't want to face, how is there growth? There isn't. So, let me just kind of reiterate this cuz this is really really important. So, how do you become the person you want to be? It's constantly facing the things that you don't want to face. My conflict avoidant people that are listening, guess what? You can't continue to run away from the conflict. Like you can't avoid conflict all your life and have the growth. Conflict avoidance isn't happiness. No, it's actually self-denial and self-neglect and it's going to cause resentment and misery within yourself. Yeah. It's treating yourself as if you hate yourself. Yeah. And it's, and you know, obviously just reach out and like, I can explain that so much more and uh, we could do like a whole podcast on this, that aspect. So, you know, that is true self-neglect there. So conflict avoidant is most certainly, you know, if that's you, we're speaking to you in this moment of, you know, you have to have growth and choose to face the hard things and do things that you don't want to face. Yeah. How much more of the emotional roller coaster from hell will you need for it to happen? 
how much more pain is going to be enough? How much more pain are you willing to take before you do something? Like, is it not enough? Are you not tired of the emotional? I know how I, we know yeah. how much the emotional yeah. rollercoaster can suck from hell. Like in your marriage, how much more are you going to take before you invest into yourself and your marriage? How much more are you going to take before you fix things? Like it's never going to be a perfect time. Well, I'm just not ready. Now is just not the right time. The kids, the college, the, you know, with the paper, blah, 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 the job. Yeah. I have to pay for have to pay for my kids, whether it be their wedding or their, their, whatever it may be. Like all of these things are just excuses. There's so many excuses. Lame excuses. Or I have to travel or like whatever these are, like they're excuses, 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 you know, like stop making excuses. Yeah. By the way, stop telling your kids that they can be anything they want to be. Do not like you know, do do anything that you you want to become. Like as long as you put your mind to it, right? You can be anything as long as you put your mind to it. Here's the thing: stop telling them that if you don't actually do that yourself. Because here's the thing: they're going to eventually catch on to your crap and ask, "Oh yeah, cool. That's a that's a cool analogy. Why haven't you?" Ooh, gut check, right? By the way. Not becoming your best self is a slap in the face to God, spitting in his face, and also a form of child neglect. You are teaching them to just be like you, to be average. More is caught than taught. Quitting when things get tough, back out when it requires faith, right? Settle for average. That's what you're teaching your kids, that it's okay to do that. Yeah, and also, like, I, would do, I would not want to teach my kids that, hey, like, you know, when there's conflict, run away and hide. You know, don't do hard things, you know. Only do it when you're comfortable, <laughs> when you're ready. Let, you know, don't face fears. Let's let fears control your life. And, you know, you're going to stay hiding away and trying to just manage every, like manage these things just to remain comfortable and just exist, going through the emotions. That's what you're going to go into life and to adulthood is just going through the emotions, trying to skip on by to keep the peace and so that you can keep other people around you happy and just exist, but not really doing anything. I'm like, that. that's what that conveys and teaches kids. And so I personally don't want that for my kids at all. And I know the people I talk to actually don't want that for their kids, but that's what's being taught. You're teaching them to do that by indecision. Like, honestly, talk is cheap, though. Like, so either you will make it happen or you'll make excuses in any area of your life. You have to have a figure-it-out mindset, right? A figure-it-out mindset is huge. Or you're going to have the I-can't mindset, in which is I'm certainly not trying. I'm, I'm huge on mindset. I, I almost take it, like, as a personal challenge of, like, you can't find a way. Great. Um, I bet you didn't try, like, ABC. Like, automatically, I'm like, okay, well, you know, figure it, it out. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I have to get slightly uncomfortable to do A, B, and C, and D, right? Yeah. Like, that's great. Get uncomfortable. Like, I, cool. I, like Great. That's what you need. Yes. Push out of your comfort zone. Like, that's awesome. Like, you need to be out of your comfort zone, right? So, have a figure-it-out mindset, you know? you have to stop making excuses. You know, you've been doing that most of your life. Like you have to stop. And the time is now, the time is now for change. Yeah. Whether it's your relationships, whether it's your kids, whether it's, you know, business, whether it's, it's finances and money is the reasons why you don't do things like whatever it is. Like there's always going to be excuses. There's always going to be things and you're either going to make it happen or you'll make excuses. Like finances, you're going to make it happen. You're going to make excuses, whatever. Like there's always going to be things that come up. Mm-hmm. You're, it, it's never a lack of resources. It's a lack of creativity and being able to have a figure it out mindset. So get creative, you yeah. know, 
And never stop wait on excuses. No, don't, like stop, just stop making excuses. And, you know, never wait on the right time because the right time is never coming. Right? It's, it's never going to be the right time. Yeah. Never wait on the right time because here's the thing. The right time is never coming. Like she was saying all that. I'm going to get my ducks in a row. No, you won't. No, you won't. You won't do it. While you have things and understand this, while you have things that you want, remember the devil also has aspirations too. The devil's job is to rob you of your destiny, to rob you of your family, to rob you of your identity, to take away and destroy Mm -hmm. marriage and your family. You think you're just going to like have quality time and fix it, have communication air quotes and fix it. No, you're not the person that you need to be. You're not good enough yet. You know, you're, you're very much like, you know, um, significant. God made you that, that doesn't change growth. And good enough that 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 can be a difference. Like, if I want to get good at basketball, I have to practice, right? And I, I'm great at it. So that being said, I get what I get. You want to be comfortable, I get it. But change and growth never happens inside of your comfort zone. No. So you have to get out of your comfort zone. Have to. You yep. know. There's no substitute for hard work. You <laughs> show up, get things done, and anything else is an excuse. And you cannot rely on motivation. Motivation is just a trap. Like, well, I don't feel like it today. Like, I'm not motivated. Okay. Well, motivation is a trap. Successful people do not rely on motivation because motivation runs out. Motivations is based on feelings. And successful people take care of their emotions, but they lead they lead their life by their principles and values. They don't lead their life by their feelings, right? So we don't feel like doing all the things that we do either, right? There's lots of days I don't feel like doing it, especially because... I'm a sunshine baby. I'd rather go sit outside than do be inside, right? However, I don't live by my feelings. I live by principles and values. And so I can't rely on motivation and neither can you. Yeah, and here's the thing. Every person on this planet has a choice. Everybody has 24 hours in a day. Everybody has the same opportunities that they can go and chase after. You can change or not. Success is 100% in any area of your life up to you. Nobody is coming to save you. The savior is you. Like if yes, like Jesus is the savior, right? But even he can't save you if you don't want to be saved. So to reiterate on that, you will have to want to change right on that aspect. Um, but you have to make that decision to, to do something. It's not well, like, well, I'm going to wait on my, my husband or, well, I'm going to wait on my wife to decide, oh, they want to do something before I change. <laughs> like, what? So they don't want to <laughs> save the marriage, but you're going to be like, can we save the marriage? I did not wait on Tommy. So first of all, um, I did not wait and be like, Tommy, is it okay if I work on myself? Like, Tommy, I know that you absolutely hate me. You plan on leaving. You don't love me, quote unquote, right? You're in that I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And I'm going to go have my home place and I'm serving you with papers. And But I'm going to ask your permission to work on myself. And invest into me and so that I can change and grow. Really? No, I did not. I did not ask him. That's retarded. I'm sorry. I like, took care of me tough. on a self-care way, right? Like, that's what we talk about. It's not selfish to take care of me. And those foundational changes that I had, no, I didn't ask him if he wanted to work on things. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you don't. Okay, well, then I'm going to stop doing things on my end. We would not be here today if I didn't choose to work on the marriage, even when Tommy didn't want to. Okay. <laughs> Blows my mind. Um, everything you do, though, is habit forming. Mm-hmm. hitting the snooze buttons habit forming, eating this or that's habit forming. But do you know what else is habit forming? Quitting. 
procrastination. That's habit forming. When you feel the hesitation, when you feel that hesitation. Do I do it? Do I do Jump. Jump. No more waiting for it. Just do it like Nike. Jump. Right? Just do it. Right? Messy action beats perfect every day of the week. And, you know, you got to ask yourself, like, when you're in that when you're in that body bag, when you're in the grave after that, what is that dash going to mean in the middle of the tombstone? It, I hope it doesn't mean nothing, as in I did nothing and I just procrastinated and I w- lived in fear my whole life. I just existed going through the motions. Just sucked air. Was, no. I didn't contribute. Make a decision to win. You have to freaking make that decision to win, to do things different, right? And, you know, you if you want to have more and if you want to succeed and you want to have a different life than what you have now, you have to want it more than you want to breathe. You can't just be like, oh, well, that sounds nice. Sounds I nice. kind of want it. I'll do it. We're not that bad. I'll do it. Yeah, don't worry. You will be. That's what cracks me up when people say that about their marriage. Oh, we're not as bad as what you guys were. Sure. I, I'm, I'm glad you're not. But, like, don't worry. You can get there. I have. I have. I have faith that you can do it. Um, and people do. Then they come back and ask for help. But like the thing is like jump. Act like every day is the last day on this planet. Step up and get some. Right? And honestly, we don't ever know. Like you're not guaranteed tomorrow. You know, you're not. And so that's why like so don't don't take it for granted. There's no guarantee in life. No. Except for you'll die <laughs> eventually. So like, you know, live life. You know, was our journey hard? Was it was Tommy and I's journey hard? Yes, <laughs> it was. It was hard, but it was worth it. You know, yeah. there's plenty of our clients who started off honestly way worse than you are now. And the reason that they're where that you want to be is simply because they made decisions differently than therefore and therefore gotten different results. Same thing as us. Mm-hmm. We made decisions differently when it mattered the most in that moment when we thought of when we were hesitant, just like everyone else. And we made the decision to jump. That's the difference. We had courage even in spite of fear, right? So while I understand you have a pattern of making decisions that makes you comfortable, I also, we also want to reassure you that growth, again, will never happen inside your comfort zone and that you can't rely on the same pattern of decision-making that got you here. So if you want to change the way you make decisions, great. But if you don't, you'll never get a different result, period. Absolutely. So look, the real issue isn't how you used to make decisions before. Like that's not the real issue here. So you're going through this, like you're aware, looking back of how you used to make decisions and how you make decisions up to this point. The real question is who are you going to be and how are you going to make decisions moving forward? Because that, that is going to be what determines your results. What are you going to choose from this point forward? What kind of decisions are you going to be like making moving forward? Yeah. So do you want to be the type of person who keeps doing the same thing, expecting different results over and over again, basically the definition of insanity, which it is not basically, or do you want to be the type of person who can make the uncomfortable decision that, that most people are not willing to make to get what most people are not willing to have a happy life and a happy marriage? Which one of those people do you want to be? Do you want to be person A who takes counsel from their fears and is a coward? Or do you need to be person B who lives in faith and courage, but despite fear? Fear is normal. You're gonna have it. You're gonna happen. And like yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be there. Like I still have fear, but I still make decisions regardless of the fear. 
I'm able to, to work through that. So who are you going to be? Greatness is not cheap. It costs you things. It doesn't ask you how you feel. It doesn't care. You know, you don't belong at the bottom. You're a royal priesthood, so act like it. Stop being a victim. Coming up with every excuse in the book as to why you're not winning. It's time for you to get off the pity potty and make a change. God thinks you're good enough. He thinks you're good enough. He thinks you're significant. He knows that you have everything it takes in you. You just have to bring it out. Now it's your turn to believe it. So you have to ask, what action are you going to take to save you, to save your marriage? What action are you going to take to change your life, to truly live life where you're not just existing and going through the motions? Yep. But as always, we love you. God loves you. And we will see you and hear you on the next podcast. Talk soon. Have a blessed day. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.